Did Nikola Jokic deserve the NBA MVP over Joel Embiid? And Zach, I, I, I kind of want to start this off because... The most polarizing, Ooh. fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. Yes, sir. And we are back here on In the Huddle, and it's time to move back into the NBA universe. Did Nikola Jokic deserve the NBA MVP? over Joel Embiid. And Zach, I, I, I kind of want to start this off because to be fair, I don't think, it's hard for me to say I don't think he deserved it. He had a good year, but I'll phrase this question, this response like this. I think Joel Embiid should have won the award. That's how I word it. Like, I'm not mad that Jokic got it, but if I had a vote and I was able to cast my vote in today, I would have voted for Joel Embiid. A lot of people is using this argument of, number one, stats, right? The analytics, most valuable A, right? MVA, most valuable analytics. I never knew analytics was the biggest thing. Like, I, I, I know it's a, you know, big part of it, the analytics, the stats, and all that. But I never knew it was the be-all, end-all, because I've seen people with great stats in the past that Sometimes won it and sometimes didn't win it. You know, um, when I'm saying MVP, most valuable player, I'm talking about the most valuable player either in the NBA or just having the most valuable season. And Joel Embiid, even though he's not the most valuable player of the NBA, I think the best player in the NBA is Giannis. Um, probably by a mile um, lately. I think Joel Embiid had the most valuable season. When you talk about all the distractions from Ben Simmons and that saga and to not know that your point guard is, is there, but he's not there and he's not on the floor, that could very well be a distraction. Now, granted, a lot of people is going to say, well, you know, the big fella, Jokic, he didn't have MPJ, he didn't have Murray. And yeah, he didn't have those guys. And yeah, he did a good job keeping them afloat and not playing in the playing game. That, that's very, you know, um, applaudable. But there's no pressure behind that. There's no expectations behind that. MPJ is out. Murray's out. We know they're out. There's no expectations to um, try to compete. You're not supposed to compete anyway. When you're talking about Philly, there's a lot of expectations. When you talk about how they lost in the playoffs, when you talk about how Embiid, you know, is he that dude or not? There is a lot of expectations over there in Philly, much different from the Nuggets who had injuries and to still perform on a nightly basis with those expectations. You're talking about even when James Harden came to town and that Ben Simmons argument is not an argument no more. He still averaged 32.6 points per game with 12.8 rebounds. I know we don't count playoffs and all that, and I'm well aware of that, but you look at the playoffs right now, Nikola Jokic is out. They only won one game. You know, I think Embiid is good enough to steal two games against the Warriors, you know, if they were in a different conference. When I'm seeing the masterclass that he's been putting on defensively in this series against the Heat, Bam Adebayo was cooking up the first two games. Where Bam Adebayo right now? Bam, damn. No, he's not on the court because he's getting shut out. Embiid had the best season to me. I think he's probably arguably uh, the third best player in the NBA in his totality behind Giannis, behind Durant. I think he made that type of impact. And honestly, when you think about it, he should have won it last year, but he got injuries. Um, you want to throw the injury bug at me? You know, Jokic is always available. Yeah, I give him credit for that. I mean, 74 games, but it's not like Embiid, you know, didn't play a great substantial amount of games. He played 68. 
74 to 68, I mean, you know, still not big of a difference to me. And when you took into account it was COVID more so than it was injuries this year, that was very applaudable. I just think that the media, to end my take here, has this grudge against Joel Embiid. We all know the media has their favorites and they're not favorites. And Embiid is not a, a favorite in the media's perspective. And I think that's what played a part in them going Jokic. But I think Joel Embiid, if I'm looking at Joel Embiid right now, the one thing I'll say to you, brother, you're not chasing a regular season MVP. You're chasing that finals MVP. And to be frank with you, I think because of Joel Embiid, they have a good chance to beat the Heat. I won't be surprised if they do. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say about just the NBA MVP award in general, right? I really think it is a very prestigious honor of any individual award in sports. Like this could be right there with the Heisman, I would say. The two awards that stand out the most, that mean the most. And when you win this award, you are going down in history with legends. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, LeBron, like the best basketball players of all time. And when you look at the list of guys that have won back-to-back MVP awards. Those guys are on it. Bill Russell, Hakeem, like these are the best players. And I understand it's a fine line because it is a regular season award. I don't think the NBA is really helping their cause by announcing the MVP, a regular season award in the middle of the playoffs when all of our opinions are, it's easy for them to be altered. I don't think that's really smart on their part, but I will say, I agree with you, man. Joel Embiid should be the MVP of the NBA. And I just look at the impact that he's had on Philadelphia. I mean, not only did he have a great regular season dealing with all the Ben Simmons drama, he carried them leading, uh, leading the Sixers to a top four seed, obviously played great in the Toronto series. He responds so nicely to adversity. And I agree with you. I think Philadelphia, obviously the show's going to be airing after the game. I could be be making myself look stupid, but I think they beat Miami in game five tonight. And I agree. I think they end up winning the series because of him. At the Heat are shook. They don't know what to do with Embiid on the floor. And I hate to say it because Jokic, like the numbers are impressive, but what other year have we been given out like the NBA MVP just solely based on numbers? And I just think like it's weird, like getting the number six seed is impressive, good for him, but there have been plenty of guys who have carried their team to a six seed, putting up sick, sick numbers in the history of the NBA who weren't the MVP. Like, Analytics are really that valuable? Like that, they're really telling us everything because CP3 did it a yeah. couple years ago when he was on OKC and they were the number six seed. I said CP3 was an MVP. Nobody else said it. Nobody gave it to him. He wasn't even nominated. Yeah, I mean, that was my argument for Chris Paul last year. It's one thing if you carry your team and you make an impact on your team and they get the number two seed and they make the NBA finals. You know, that's one thing. If you're the back to back MVP, like that list of guys who've won it LeBron, Larry Bird. Michael Jordan, I know Steve Nash is on that list, but he's kind of been known as the outlier. Like, it's a big debate if he really deserved both of those back-to-back MVPs. And honestly, I think Jokic, at the end of the day, is going to fall into that same category. But, like, when these guys are on your team, like, the expectations are Giannis is uh, on that list as well. Like, these guys are able to carry their team, not even to wins in playoff series, but at least just to competitive playoff series. And Jokic hasn't been able to do that in each of the last two years. And I think back a lot, man, like, to the bubble, the one playoff series when the Nuggets had all these guys healthy, Murray and Porter, 
Like, it was really Jamal Murray who carried the Nuggets to that crazy comeback 3-1 win over the Clippers. And I think if he's on the floor, like, that is the impact. I'm not saying Jamal Murray is, you know, any uh, as great a player as Jokic, but the impact Murray makes on the Nuggets is more valuable than the one Jokic does. And I know that's crazy to say because, obviously, without him, they don't make the playoffs. But when you're talking about winning the MVP, like, you have to be at least in the conversation in terms of best teams in the league. And injuries are not. The Nuggets were uh, really never there. Uh, Embiid dealt with a lot of adversity, and I agree. I just think he was the better player. The MVP award should have been his. And my last point on this is that there's another argument that people use with MVP. And first of all, we don't have a full definitive explanation and criteria for MVP. Everybody had their own you know, um, criteria and is running with their own metrics for MVP. You know, is it most valuable player where you subtract this player? Is it most valuable player on the most valuable team, the best team in the NBA? Because I thought it was a disrespect that D-Buck wasn't even nominated because he was the best player on the best team. I always thought that that was one of the big components. Clearly, it wasn't this year. You know, what is it? Most valuable stat line? What is it? But if you were to use because a lot of people use that argument. That was the gems of the argument. The stats, even though Joel Embiid's stats wasn't that far off, he led the league in scoring. But, um, okay, if you subtract him off of that Nuggets team, that Nuggets team will be scrambling. But we didn't see no proof because he played the games. We did see proof, though, with Joel Embiid, who missed games due to COVID, where the team went 6-8 and eight without him. So basically, it was under 500. And you really think this dude, Maxi, as much as I like Maxi, and I think he's going to be a, a star, you know, um, if he's not on those lines, you know, flirting with those lines already, you know, he wouldn't have been able to do to keep this team afloat like that. And it's clear in that little stretch. So we've seen how uh, the team is without Joel and B. We didn't see that, you know, without Jokic. So, um, yeah, I just leave that there. I think Joel and B, this should have been his MVP. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like, Next year, if Jokic puts up these same numbers and the Nuggets are a six or seven seed, which is possible, like why not just give him the MVP again? Make him the first time trip. Yo, three times. That, that's MVP. a fact. That's you a know? great like, point. I, that's the thing. You got to be consistent uh, with these things. And I just think, man, like the NBA is sending a little bit of a dangerous president uh, by by awarding this guy back to back. Man, like I remember last year, last summer, around this time, we were going back and forth, Chris Paul versus Jokic, and I, I've been consistent with it, man. Like Jokic, he's a great player, put, puts up great numbers, but I just want to see a little bit more of an impact in terms of your team winning, especially when they need you. The the most like we've seen LeBron uh take teams in the playoffs the like, finals. all the yeah, way the finals. and the only reason and, and we all agree like Jokic is nowhere close to the player of LeBron he's nowhere close to the player of Giannis but the reason why we're bringing these guys up is because they've won back-to-back MVPs just like him and we all agree like no not really in the same class and on history like this award means so much and it's a little stained like not gonna lie when we look back at the MVP at least I am I'm gonna be like you know what Jokic, he didn't deserve that MVP. It should have been Embiid's. But at the end of the day, as you said, it's his award, and uh, what are you going to do? That's a good point. Not in here to bring us to a commercial break. If, let's say, Jamal Murray comes back next year, he's on load management status because of, you know, the injuries, and, they, you know, he's barely there. Let's say if MPJ comes back, and he's a little bit inconsistent because he had his fair shares of where he looked like a really, really good player. And then he looks like, you know, defensively, you know, he's a little lackadaisical and sometimes the effort isn't always there with him. Um, He just looks to score at times. But let's say if the cards came where Jokic is the dominant person on his team and clearly the guy that's putting up these numbers, these same numbers, 
Why not give it to him a third time? Oh, oh, it's fatigue now? Oh, we don't want to give it to him a third time. That's why we're not going to give it to him. Then why you give it to him a second time? Can you dig it? Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Given the right situation, I think they did a good job of building that right situation with the moves that they made defensively, bolstering what has been the Achilles heel, the real lills on the mic of this team, which is a defensive side of the ball.